Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. We're staying in it. We're staying in our series. Amen. We're staying in our series because I want to carry this out. I want you to write these down. I got like seven of these. How many of you have been taking this time? Thanksgiving is not a holiday. Thanksgiving is a lifestyle for the believer. Okay? Yeah, we have to have this. It's, it's an answer to prayer. You believe you receive when you pray. So when you pray, you got to have thank you. You know, if you do something for somebody, we say thank you. It's common courtesy, but it's kingdom relationship mindset. Okay? So we've been talking about, now how many have been doing these random acts of kind of being thankful? Appreciating people, ain't it? I'm going to tell you, if you start this in your home, your home is going to change. You know? It's true. Ladies, you know, these guys need attention. I had that men's meeting, you know, it was really good. A lot of these guys just need a little bit, they need, they need encouragement, you know, just like the girls do. But what's your house going to look like where, hey, thanks, honey, for mowing the lawn? You know he's going to mow the lawn anyway. But how about the thank you, the gratitude of, the, 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 the give him a little praise, trust me, he'll, it'll go a long way. And guys, you know, and I'm not being chauvinistic when I say this in any which way, shape, or form, but, you know, like some of the ladies are cleaning the house or doing, be grateful where she needs gratitude. Thanks for picking the kids. She's going to pick up the kids anyway, but thanks, babe. Means something. You start setting up a house. You know, I tried to do this with the kids. I said, yeah, oh, yeah, thanks for somewhat cleaning your room. Still looks like a dump as far as I'm concerned, but praise be to God, your mother lets you get away with it. Hallelujah. Good job, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, try to find a place to be praiseful, you know? But I'm just like... I'm laughing, but it's cute, right? You know, everybody's looking for a little bit of gratitude, graciousness. It really, great, gratitude to me is just giving grace to people, you know, a little bit. So we're going to look at these truths. I think they're going to change your life. But I want you to apply them to your life. I don't want you to come out of this holiday. Oh, it's a holiday. Now, nah, come on. It's a lifestyle. So write these down. I've got seven of these. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give them to you quick. I'm not going to keep you all day. One, gratitude and thanksgiving both need to be based on even Though, now I'm explaining that. Gratitude and thanksgiving need to be based on the fact of even no. Okay? We're going to go look at Psalms 23, Amplified. We're going to go look at this, even no. Because here's what I learned. Okay? My gratitude and my thanks and my praise is usually based on my circumstances. So when it looks good, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when it doesn't look good, oh, God, where'd you go? Right? It's like, come on, guys, right? We're really, you ever see, when I first came to church, I got saved, came to church, I used to look at these people. They'd be in the front row praising God, running around. Woo! And next week, they were in the back, doomy, gloomy. I'm like, I don't know. It's like yo-yo Christianity, right? You know, it's like when God is good and the circumstances are good, you got all the praise in the world. But the minute you hit a brump in the world, what do you got? God, where are you? Why have you left me? Why have you forsaken me? Where did you go? Circumstances cannot determine my levels of gratitude. Situations cannot determine my level of gratitude. Because they, if they do, they ain't, situations and circumstances ain't going to stop. Because the enemy knows if they keep coming, you, oh, you're not going to pray. He'll keep drunk in your, he'll keep junk coming down your pike all day long because it takes your attention. Okay? So what's that mean? Don't look at the stuff. Look at God. Now, look, I like Psalm. I like this. Y'all know the Psalm. Come on, y'all. If you don't know this one by now, you need to, you, you're probably new, and it's okay. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
He fed, what? He to feed, to guide, and to what? Shield me. Ain't that good? Look at this. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still and quiet waters. Now look at verse 3. He refreshes my soul, my soul life. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. See that? Now bunny trail for all the note takers. This is why I'm going to do, I told him this, I'm getting ready to do a once a month seminar online. The seminar was so good, I really, I, I, I really felt the Lord, and I'm telling you what's going to happen. We're going to do in-house, the summits, every other. We just did financial summit. I got testimonies coming from all over the place. It's wild. I knew I was good to do it there. But I felt like, man, these guys need a little more. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a summit a month online. Every other month we'll be in the building, but like next month, January, we'll do, we'll leave Christmas alone. January, I'm going to do one only online, two days online, okay? Then we'll come in the building, then we'll do one online, then we'll come in the building, we're going to do March, we're going to do July, is going to be huge, everybody's flying in, everybody's coming. July, everybody's coming. I told them all, get here, drive in, Craig, Jane, all of us, everybody, get, get here, they're all going to come, so it'll be big, so we'll do it. But the online summit, I'm going to do a soul summit. Because people don't realize how important your soul is. Your, your spirit's done deal. You ain't got to do nothing with your spirit. Your spirit's finished perfect. Every time God talks to you, he talks to you in the spirit. That's why your head can't get it. We got soul problems, man. You do. Because we, we have undeveloped souls. Mind, will, and emotions are all over the place. And we're mass. See, rejection is not found in the spirit. Rejection is found in the soul. And even though all this spiritual stuff's real good, if your soul shut down, you ain't going nowhere. Because every time you hear it, you reject. That's why faith can't be stacked up. That's why I wrote obtainable. Well, you know, brother, as fast as it comes, as fast as it goes, if you're a rejecter of what you hear, truth cannot be established. Works like that everywhere you go. You took me on a job site with you, you would give me truth. If I deny the truth, I can't work with you. Right. But if I accept the truth you give me, I get better at it. Amen. That's that principle anywhere in life. Yeah, share. Thanks for sharing too, by the way. Yeah. We need to share. You should pull that in. So here's the problem. He can't lead me where my soul cannot contain. So I put this little bunny trail right there, a little asterisk just for you, right? If my soul, he, look what he says. He refreshes and restores my soul. He leads me in the path. If your soul's weak, he can't lead you. God's been trying to lead you in the right path with your marriage, with your family, with what you're going through, all that stuff. But if your soul's weak, you can't receive it, and you become a rejecter of truth. You don't have faith problems. You got rejection problems. You reject the truth, which is the faith. Yeah, it's really good. That's how faith works. That's why people can't release it. You see it? So if faith comes by, what happens when you hear? You got to make a decision. What happens if you reject it? Can't go nowhere. Got to hear again. See it? So you're, where do you reject? See, your heart, this is what you got to get. I don't want to be fancy. Just, just trust me. See, if you don't trust me, you need to leave. I've been trying to tell you people to leave. No, I'm telling you God's honest truth. Leave. I got people, man. I said, leave. Go find who you can trust. Your future, your future, I'm telling you right now. Your future is not based on what you believe. Your future is based on who you believe. That's hands down, bro. You understand? Hands down. So trust me, because you know what I'm saying? Here's what it is. Rejection's in the soul, because that's where the heart of man is. Soul and spirit connect here. That's why Hebrew 4 said the only thing that could separate it is the word. 
So they're connected there. So soul and spirit are connected in the heart. So that's where accept and reject is. So the minute you hear your soul kicks in and goes, I reject it, it'll shut down what spiritually God has done in your life. That's Ephesians 1 and 3. All spiritual blessings are in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You already got it all. It's all done. That's why God never talks to you in a place of defeat. You're in the biggest battle of your life. God calls you a champion. You're an overcomer. He's like, who are you talking to? Is there somebody else in this prayer room with me praying? Because I look like I'm losing, bro. He's like, you're a champion. Gideon's a mighty army. Gideon's a clown. He's hiding. You see what I'm saying? He doesn't talk to you where you're emotionally at. I got news for you. Once you get to your word, the emotions are gone. That's why people don't really want the word. They want to be lied to. Because I give you no emotional response if I take you to the word. You got no more. But I want to be, I want to feel it. Ain't no feeling when you get there. Come on, you see, you're pulling it in. You see what I'm saying? We're, we can't stay here long. We got to go. See your soul? He's trying to lead you, but guess what? God's trying to lead you, and you keep rejecting the leading. He can't take you where he wants to take you. You're going to stay stuck where you are. Okay? So you got to build a song, Soul, soul Life. I'm going to do a soul summit. January. Uh, I'm going to rewire your head. I am. You're going to get so strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Because you're, that's because your mind, your will, and your emotions are where rejection is found. See it? And if you can't understand, it's just, we'll get into it. This will be good. Train them all over America, man. They're coming. They watch. Here we go. Ready? So go to verse 4. Watch 4. You're going to love 4. Even though, write that down. I walk through the valley of the sunless valley, shadow of death. How do you overcome? You got to get by to even though. See, here's the thing. When attitude is affected by circumstance, we got a problem. Check it out. Gratitude and thanksgiving both need to be based on even though. Because what do we say? I'm walking through the valley of shadow of death. I ain't got no praise for God. No, even though you got to praise him anyway. You got to have an even though, man. Even though we're going through in this marriage, God's still good. Even though we're going through this battle in the earth, God's still good. Even though it don't look like the financial thing's working out, God's still blessing. Even though it looks like I'm losing my mind, God's still God. Even though. Because if you don't allow yourself to overcome the even those, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be a gr- mumbling, grumbling, complaining. Well, this marriage is jacked up. Yeah, no duh, you're jacked up. What do you think you're going to get? Well, I don't listen to nobody. That's why you're jacked up. Go find somebody you can listen to. You'll never discover this thing on your own. Never. See it? Even though. I'm going to praise him anyway. Amen. Even though, bro. Get up and go, even though. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Circumstances don't look right. Who cares? Praise him anyway. Doesn't feel good. Who cares? God's good. Amen. Even though. Remember I told you, I, I told you this guy's story. I was at the Miracle Center. I was preaching to the homeless. That's how I started this thing, right? Man, I didn't feel God's presence for months. It was weird, man. I said, where'd you go, God? And I was preaching. 
dry as can be. And I said, you know what, God? I don't care if you answer my prayers. I'm talking to myself while I'm preaching. They thought I was crazy, but they were all half nuts. So I said, well, I guess I belong. Right? You know what I'm saying? They were all out there like, hey, Pastor Chris, what are you talking about? And I was like, hey, listen, I don't care if you touch me. I don't care if you answer my prayers. I don't care if I feel you. I don't need a goosebump. I don't need nothing. This ain't about me, but let me just help you. I don't need nothing because I know you're still God. And then right around that time, somebody asked me, they said, would you want to see God? I said, I don't. And I told them out loud. I said, God, I'll tell you what. For the rest of my life, I don't ever want to see you. I don't want to see you. Don't walk through the wall and appear to me, none of that stuff. I don't want to see Jesus, care less. And I said, you know what? Probably set my faith back. I don't need no experience besides what that book says. So by the way, God, when you look over to heaven, guardrail, or however you do it, pull back a cloud and check out what's going on, you're going to see me down here doing that book, whether I see it, feel it, understand it, like it, don't like it. You're going to look over the rail and see this guy say, he's saying the same thing when it looks good, when it looks bad, when it looks up, when it looks down, when I feel you, when I don't feel you, when I can't see you, when I don't understand. I don't care. I'm still, and I felt like a two by four hit me across the head with the power of God. Why? Because God wants faith where you can't see him. Because guess where faith works its best? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Faith only works in the unseen realm. So guess where you get really developed in faith when you can't see? Because once it shows up, you don't need faith no more. Well, looky there. Those shiny, bald heads working it out. See what I'm saying? Amen. Are you getting this thing? Yes, sir. Well, I don't see it. Why are you looking at it as something to see that doesn't develop in the scene realm? Because when it shows up in the scene realm, it's already done. Amen. See it? Yes. Oh, now I get it. Yeah, well, remember this, because when it's hard next week, you're going to need to know this. I don't see it. I'm crying. Even though. Everybody say it out loud. Even though. Even though. Even though, even, come on, up top, even though, I'm going to give him praise anyway. Even though, even though, even though, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I fear no evil for you're with me. Even though, it puts a pep in your step, puts a little glide in that stride. Come on, even though, you got it? Look at this, write this down too. Write this down, this little bunny trail right here. Then I'm going to give you another This is This is not two, this is 1A. Gratitude, <laughs> gratitude is more powerful than gifts and talents. It is. Gratitude is more, write it down. Gratitude is more powerful than gifts and talents. I'm going to explain that. Gratitude is more powerful than gifts and talents. Because you can have gifts and talents, but guess what? If you don't have the right atmosphere, people ain't going to want to be around it. You start becoming gracious, God will give you ability. You start walking in gratitude and thanks, God will give you gifts. Come on. It's an, you ever work with somebody that's a real jerk? Come on, guys. Breakdown, right? You got to work with oh, my God. You're just like, oh, great. Now I got, come on. You want to be around an atmosphere like that? Unthankful, ungracious, complaining. You don't want to be around all that stuff. Number two, though, this I like, too, because two I came up with, like, all by my own brain. <laughs> Made me feel good, you know? It was scary, Kev. Hang on. Gratitude is born in the fertile ground of remembrance. I like that one, Jer. Gratitude is born in the fertile ground of remembrance. You know why? We're so quick to forget. We're like instant forgetters, man. If we don't choose to remember, we forget. That's why he said, don't be a forgetful hearer, but be a doer. That's James 1.20. You can go there. Go to James 1.22. Just put it in King James. It'll be good. Right? You see that? 
we be a remember. Be how good God has been in past seasons. How good, right? What happens when we start looking at this moment? We start, we forget how good he's been. We forget all the good he's done. Right? What have you done for me lately, God? No, come on, man. Be a rememberer. But be ye doers of the word. And not what? Hearers only deceiving your own self. He said the person that doesn't, I'm going to say something here. The person that hears and doesn't do is self-deceived. Right? Now I'm going to say something. It's a little stretchy, but it's good. How about this? The person that forgets is self-deceived too. Because he's forgotten what God has done. Come on, don't be a forgetter. Be a rememberer. Why do you think the Holy Spirit is a divine reminder of truth? He's got to remind you what God said. Put you in remembrance. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Come on, what are you saying? Come on, get thinking right thoughts. Get your thoughts on God's wavelength. You know what I'm saying? Look what it says. You can leave it up there. We'll read it for a minute. Look what it says. It says, what if anyone hear the word and be a doer? He forgets why. He's like, what? If any, yeah, if, there you go. If any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like in the man beholding his face in a natural glass. And what? Forgets what manner of man he was. Keep going. He what? forgets what manner of man he was. For he behold himself, goes away, and straightway forgets. He's a forgetter. This man, his religion doesn't work right. What is he saying? He's like, you look in the Bible, it says you're a winner, it says you're a champion, it says you're victorious, and you walk away out of that mirror of the Bible, and you're like, you start talking like somebody that's a loser. Why are you forgetting what man or man you are? Not because you're not, but you forgot. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget who you're serving. Don't forget. Come on, you see it? Don't be a forgetter. How many of us do this? Come on, tell the truth. Now, I'm, yeah, now you're going to tell on yourself. You know, God does something really, really cool, right? And then the next week comes, and you don't even feel like God's around. You're like, my God, my God, why? You're like crucifying yourself. My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? <laughs> he didn't forsake you. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Come on, we got to look. Y'all lying, church is bad. Stop lying. Tell the truth, right? You know, your ministry's doing good, then your ministry does something. You're like, well, God, I don't know. Come on, right? Your life's doing good, you know. Well, God, where'd you go? You know, don't we get like this? Y'all lie in church. It's so bad. Will you stop lying? I know you do it. You know, and then, and then what happens when you mad? I ain't praising you. Don't you lie. I know what happens. God don't get the best praise. He gets pinky praise. You know what I'm saying? I worship you, almighty God. They ain't singing that part because they mad. I worship because Pastor Chris said, <laughs> you get mad. And then you're like, now your church attendance is going out the window too. Some of you, y'all are like, well, I'm not going to church. I don't want to hear Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris can shut up for all I care. I don't want to hear him. I don't care about what he say about God and all that stuff. I'm mad, God. God's just looking down to heaven laughing at you. That's what God does. He's like, hey, Jesus, look at this one. Look at the one last week running around with the tambourine. Look at him now. That's what heaven does, makes fun of you. You know, the Bible says God laughs. Yeah, I'll tell you who's laughing. Not just laughing at the devil, he's laughing at us, our ding-dong mentality, you know. Like, look, you were praising last week, testifying in the church. Now you don't even know if you're going back. <laughs> right? Just became a new member. Just became a new member. Look at him. Look at a new member. Relevant church, new member. There they are. <laughs> Put your here to serve shirt in the bottom of the closet. <laughs> That's funny. Come on. Right? You be mad. I do it too. 
I do it too. Moses did it. He's like, let's just kill them all. God's like, kill them all. Moses is like, what do you mean, God? What do you mean? Wait, man, I tell you what, imagine the day God's like, kill them all. Let's just start over. Moses is like, hey, man, wait a minute. we got to have a plan about this. I don't think that's a good idea. I think God's going off the deep end. No, what he's saying is this, is don't get that mumbling, grumbling attitude of understanding that God has not been there all the while. Just because it seems like you're separated in a moment doesn't mean he left you. You just got to understand that even though the circumstances don't look right, he's still God. He still deserves the praise. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you could develop, count it all joy. And I remember Brother Hagin, I tell you this all the time. Brother Hagin, I don't understand what you're saying. Sitting there, count it all joy. I said, this guy's off his rocker. Count it all joy? How are you going to count all joy when you fall into various tests and trials and temptations? He said, I wasn't counting the joy for the trauma. I was counting the joy because I had to live an answer on the inside. Amen. That's what got me. He said, I, didn't, I, I said, kids would go through stuff and they'd get stuff. He said, I wasn't counting all joy because they, they weren't feeling well. I was counting all joy that I could lay hands on the sick and they'd recover. Amen. See, the world ain't got answers that you got. You got the answers. See what I'm saying? Ain't that cool? So you can count it all joy. Things get funny. Don't worry about it. I got the answer living on the inside. Amen? You got the answer living on the inside. God, good. You, you're not hopeless. You're hopeful. Come on. See it? Write this down. Number three. Gratitude. This is a big one. I like this. Gratitude, thankfulness, praise. You can put them all in there. We're on gratitude today. Is fully aware that it is owed nothing in life. I like that one. Gratitude is fully aware it is owed nothing in life. We live in a world that is so shot out at them doors that think the world, oh, everybody, oh, the world, they're so entitled to everything. These people are stinking ridiculous. Bunch of dipsticks out there, like entitled to something. You ain't entitled to Jack. You know, I told him about Rennie this morning at 9. I said, I got this guy, right? I needed a mentor, you know, when I was in the business world a little bit. I said, man, how in the heaven did you build this company? He said, I had a wheelbarrow, 100 bucks. Somebody came over on a boat. I said, who come over on a boat? He said, my dad came over on a boat. They didn't have no money. Come over from, yeah, a lot of you got a story like this. Got relatives that came over from another place. You know what I'm saying? Some of you might be first generation come over. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Came to America with a dream. I said, what you have? He said, 50 bucks in my pocket. You probably get grandparents like that. 50 bucks. You come 50 bucks. I don't even go to 50 bucks outside the house. Bro, these jokers sailed across the sea with $50 in their pocket, maybe. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine getting on a boat somewhere on the other side of the world, and you take a boat. You, know, you got relatives like this, some of you. You know what I'm talking about? That's how they got here. I went to Ellis Island. You should go check it out, man. You got the log. Remember we went there? They got the log where people sign in to come over the country. They come from Germany, Italy, everywhere in the world, Poland, uh, Ukraine. All that. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you are them. Some of you are the descendants of these people that came over nothing. I said, what you have? He said, I had $100 a wheelbarrow, a broke-down truck. I said, how much money you got now? Millions. Buildings. I said, this joker didn't have jack. I said, how'd you do it? Broke my back. They didn't have God. They didn't even have God for crying out loud. And you got God and you complaining about what you deserve? Yeah, I'm rebuking you. Get over it. The earth makes you believe you deserve everything. They're crazy. Nobody owes you nothing in life. You got to go make the future you want to see. Pick it up. Stop being lazy. And you ain't, oh, I'm a this, I'm a that. I didn't grow up with this. Shut up all that stuff. These jokers couldn't even speak English for crying out loud. Got $50 in the pocket, sailed across the boat and hit a land. They ain't got no house. Can you imagine how scared they must have been? Got no house, got no nothing, got nothing. And then over there, oh, you know, I got it rough. You ain't got jack rough, bro. Your mind, your mind is rough. Yeah. 
Fix your head. Come on, right? Come on. You got these hands that God said he's going to bless and prosper. Come on. That's why, that's why I told you in Joshua. What did he say in Joshua? Joshua 1 8 says this. He says, Do not let the book of the Lord depart out of your mouth, but meditate therein day and night that thou may observe to do, and then you're going to have good success and make your way prosperous. I'm paraphrasing. He made these things prosper. Look at your hands. Say, These things have been made to prosper. Everything I touch is blessed. See what I'm saying? You're blessed. Stop living this thing. Because you want to know what it does? Produces. Now, let me show you something. You look in America and you think I'm kidding. I love America. I'm down. But you, you tell the truth. You see a whole bunch of ungrateful people. Because they think they're owed something more than what they get. Exactly. Wow. That's, that's the truth. I'm right. I'm a prophet right now. I'm prophesying. That's the problem. Well, we don't like, get up and leave. You ain't been nowhere in the world. I've been to 40 different countries, nations, wherever I've been. 50 maybe. I don't even know. I can't forget. Right? First time I went, I came back. I thanked everybody, bro. I went to India. There's 26 million people. People showed up. I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my God in heaven. I came back. I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I went to found, I went to the homeless ministry. I said, if you're in the military, stand up. It was no Memorial Day. It was no Fourth of July. I said, if you fought for this country to make us free, I went to, I went to Nicaragua. The Sandinistas were running the country. It was, it, you don't even know what that was. That was communism, bro. They told you when to use the phone. I said, what in the world? Use the phone? Yeah, you, these people don't know nothing, man, these, these dipsticks out here. Don't listen to them. Listen to me. You, you don't deserve Thank God for somebody getting you free. Thank God for a country. Thank God for somebody to spill blood. Thank God. Now we're getting over in the kingdom now. Come back to the kingdom. Get in the kingdom. You got Jesus did all this for you and paid the price. How about this? Heaven's enough. If he don't do another thing for me, heaven's enough. Live with that kind of mentality. I ain't got to go to hell. Glory to God. You know what I'm saying? I'm saved and going to heaven. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Guess what? You know what? How about this? If I would have came in first day and Jesus said, okay, here's the deal. You're going to have hell on earth, but you're not going to have hell after. I'd be like, praise God, I'll sign up. He said, no, you ain't got to go to a physical place of hell. You don't have to have a physical hell on earth. You don't have to have right. I give you power, dominion, authority, health, wealth, life, sanity, clarity. Woo! Come on, somebody. What do you got to complain about? What do you got to be gloomy and doomy about? Ah, oh, come on. Shake yourself. Look at your neighbor say he's talking to you. Look at your neighbor say he's definitely talking to you. Come on. You see what I'm saying? That's what people do, man. This is important. People don't understand. It's great. See, this is Deuteronomy 28. You want to see this? Deuteronomy 28, 47. Write this down. I got this amplified classic. You liking this? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, right? They should put me in the White House, shouldn't they? Be cool, right? But y'all ungrateful. I'll get a job. Remember when I told you when I first got saved, I went in there, I said, man, my dad's going to love this. There's a job in the Bible. He's been talking about getting a job all his life. Come on, somebody. He got one scripture figured out. He said, you don't work, you don't eat. That's what he got. He got that, my dad got that figured out. I read the Bible. I said, man, praise be to God, there's jobs in here. <laughs> I remember when somebody said, the book of Job. I said, who's Job? Yeah, that's a job, man. What's wrong with this cat? Remember when we were at church? Jo job. I read Job the other day. And they're like, no, it's Job, bro. I was like, Job, it says Job. They know they call him Job. I said, man, this book's confusing. I knew it was messed up. I figured it out. I figured it out. I figured it out, you know. It's the biggest book I ever read in my life. You ever see them things? This thing's this big. I said, oh, my God. When I first got saved, I unwrapped it. I said, there ain't no hope for me, man. I ain't going to read that book. I never read no book like that. I said, never got out of high school. Thank God for my mother. Praise be to God. I said, I got projects to do. I didn't read the book. Have you ever taken a test in school 
and never read the book and just try to guess? That's not a good feeling. I've been there a couple times, guys. <laughs> just say, Scantron, B, C, D, move them around. They can't all be detected, right? It's like, B, let me <laughs> connect the dots. What's the law? You, you would have loved me as a student. You would have got me. You, I, I lived in detention. There's hope. Let me, tell, let me help all the parents. There's hope for your children. They're probably going to be preachers. So praise be to God. There's hope. I know they might be trying. Go see my mother for therapy. She can help you. Did you read it? Did you do it? No. I played with an eraser for four hours though one time. <laughs> Banging it off the wall. Oh, my God. Uh, I'll probably reap in some of that right now. All right, praise be to God. Let's get back to the sermon, okay? Hey, let's get back to the sermon. It was Pastor Liz's fault. She was the one. Amen. Here, do you see Deuteronomy 28, 47? Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness of mind and heart and gratitude for the abundance of all which he has blessed you. See that? Listen. You gotta understand grace in this thing. God wants you and Him to go to a whole new level with this gratitude stuff. He says this. I don't even want to read the next verse to you, but I gotta. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies. Look at forty-eight. Send against you in hunger and thirst and nakedness and want of all things. He will put a yoke of iron upon your neck until you destroy you. What is he trying to say? What was he telling the children of Israel? He's like, look, man, don't, don't, don't become ungrateful for what I'm doing. Now we know we're in a different season of life, but this is serious with God. It really is, man. Don't become ungrateful and unthankful and, uh, and lack of gratitude just because you go through circumstances. He told you what? What was the big thing with the children of Israel? I'm trying to take you from someplace bad to somewhere good and you complaining about the journey. If God's taking you somewhere, he's taking you up out of bondage, taking you to a better place. It's always uncomfortable leaving where you are familiar to the unknown, but the unknown has a greater blessing. Ask Elijah. The brook's doing its deal. Got to go, bro. I came here. This lady's got nothing. This is worse than where I came from. No, it's better if you could stay in the moment. Because you're not just going to eat twice a day. Now you got your cupboards full. But he didn't tell you how uncomfortable it was going to be from leaving A to go to B. But I got news for you. Once you get to B, you'll forget about A. But you got to trust him. So you got to trust him. So it's uncomfortable. He never told you to be comfortable. But you got to be grateful and thankful and keep the right attitude. All right, write this down. Four. I'm just going to give you seven of these because I like them. Right? Gratitude is a magnet that draws a response from the atmosphere you're around. Gratitude is a magnet that draws a response from the atmosphere you are around. Because thankfulness and gratitude are a force that attracts and repels those around you. Did you get that? Gratitude is a magnet that draws a response from the atmosphere around you. Thankfulness is a force that attracts or repels those things around you. It's, it's Psalm 50, 14, and 50, 23. Let's read it in the Passion. It reads really, really good. Did you get that? You're creating an atmosphere with gratitude. Amen? You're creating an atmosphere with thanksgiving. You're creating an atmosphere with praise. Your atmosphere is now influencing those around you. Does that make sense? Because a lot of times in life, we live like a therm you're a thermostat. You're not a thermometer. Does that make sense? Well, you know what the thermostat does? It sets the temperature of the room. A thermometer just tells you the temperature in the room. You cannot be like that, man. You got to start doing this stuff. You got to start being like, hey, thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful for one another. Why, why, why don't you bring me the sacrifice I desire? Bring me my true and sincere thanks and show your gratitude by keeping your promise to me the most high. Look what he's saying. He said what? He said, why don't you bring me this? What do you want? I want thanks. 
We all use that story in the Bible. You know, these lepers came to Jesus, and like 10 of them came. He forgives them all. They all lose their leprosy. One guy comes back to give him praise, and he's like, where's the other nine? Jesus is like, where'd the other nine go? They never showed up. I got one guy, this Samaritan, outside of covenant. He's the only guy that showed up to say thanks. How many times has God done things for us we weren't thankful for? You know, and you guys, I'm going to tell you what, some of you, remember that thing you believe God to show up in your life, like your spouse, like your kids, like your stuff, like all that, you were real, real, real excited when God was going to do it, now he does it, and now you ain't thankful for what God gave you. You know what I'm saying? Why don't you put as much effort in it now as you did, I'm prophesying to somebody, so it's in the room. Why don't you put as much effort, look, I'm going to show you, I can tell you who some of you are, I'm not going to look at you. I could, because that's why I don't want to be on the platform, because I could hear I could hear your head down on the floor. Yeah, I can. I don't know who it always is though. Why would you not? Remember the season of loneliness you spent to get that person before they came into your life. Why in the heaven would you just squander it right now? Because you're too prideful just to make some adjustments. Stop. Just go fix it. Move some pieces around. And start being thankful for what you do have. You know, in this Instagram life you live and think, these people are crazy and they're lying. There is no reality in social media. Wake up. It's all a bunch of junk, man. I don't mind. I scroll through it. But you think all these people live in a perfect life? Trust me. You're nuts. No way. You know what I'm saying? They just show you the best version of them on Instagram and all that stuff. The other side of what you see is a bunch of paper mache garbage. So stop trying to live up to some picture on some Instagram and know this, that if you're willing to put the work in, put the work in and let's get this thing where it needs to go. Amen? Because you can do it. But you got to have this. Look what the next scripture says. He said, thank, thank, be thankful. Look at this one. The life that pleases me is a life lived in the gratitude of grace. Write that down. Write that down. Gratitude of grace. Always choosing to walk with me in what is right. The sacrifice I desire from you, more of salvation will unfold to you. If you do this, now let's read this whole thing in, in, in proper place, right? The life that please, are you paying attention to me? Are you guys paying attention to me in the back 40 over there? You better be. I'm going to give you notes on the ride home, both of you. The life that pleases me, I could do, you know what? ADD is a good thing in the spirit. I could have like 20,000 open browsers and I could go to every one of them and just pull stuff out. You know what I'm saying? And then get right back on track. Let's go. The life that pleases me. <laughs> the life that pleases me. This is God. Do you know this is God? He's talking to you. The life that pleases me is a life lived in the gratitude of grace. Now, I'm going to show you something. This is really good. This is helping. Always choosing to walk with me in what is right. That's what grace kind of is, like righteousness kind of positioning. Right, standing with God is doing the right thing that according to God, not according to what we think. This is the sacrifice I desire of you. What's the sacrifice he desires of us? That we live in the gratitude of grace. If you do this, more of my salvation will unfold to you. Now, that's not just showing you're saved. That's the whole picture, the sozo of it. The healing, the deliverance, the provision, all the good stuff. You got that? Okay, now you want to know what the gratitude of grace is? Write that down. Grace, it's like Ephesians 4, 2, 9. Ephesians 4, 20 says, if you so learn Christ, this is the attitude of heart you would have. 4, 29 says this. 
let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth with that was good use of the edification that it may minister grace into the hearer. Want me to say that again? Okay, because you don't want to grieve God. 420 says this. It says, like, basically have the, if you so learn Christ, you would have this mentality. And he goes on to say, okay? He tries to explain the behavior, right? You'd put on Christ. You'd put on the right life. You'd live Christ-like. And then in 429, it's, one, it's a great scripture. Because it says this. Look, it says it. It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edification, that it may, edification means build up, that it may minister grace into the hearer. Now, you want to see this? What's, so you want to give me a high five? All right, here. Come on. Amen. Come on. Now, watch this. It's got to minister grace. Now, let me show you what he's saying. What was the gratitude of grace? Here's what he wants to do. This is really good. My mother used to tell me, if you ain't got nothing good to say about somebody, shut your mouth. Don't say nothing, right? You remember that? Here's what God says. If it doesn't build up the person, don't talk about it. So if we're going to go say, hey, let's talk about Mark. Hey, if it ain't going to build Mark up, I don't want to talk about it. You're going to lose friends like this. You're going to lose some people in your life. It's okay. Let them go. Man, I was sitting with somebody who was so good. So good. I said I was sitting at a table with great men of God. And he said, one was over here doing this and one was over here doing this. And I sat in the middle. And they were talking about the guy. And nobody really knew the guy. And, I, and when I was done, I said, do you know him? He said, the minute I opened my mouth, I knew my relationship with these two individuals was over. And they were getting ready to help me go to a place in my life I couldn't get to on my own, but I had to make a decision. How much do the people around me mean to me? Can they be compromised? This is relationship. Because your enemies are mine. When we go to a place of relationship, I'm not going to it, everybody. Your enemies become my enemies. Your friends are my friends, whether I want them to be my friends or not. They said, do you know him? And it caused a boom. And I thought about something. I'm not that good a man. I examined myself quick. I'm not that good a man because I wouldn't have said nothing. Then, but never again. I wasn't there, but it taught me. If they're, if they're with me in their mind, don't say nothing about them. I've had people call up on some of you. Another people, pastors, I want to say something. I, well, guess what? I don't really want to know what you have to say. Because we got a blank canvas until we start this journey over. And I knew what it was. I listened to other pastoral accounts. I'm not an idiot. But I knew what it was about. It was a gossip train to try to frust Their frustration was going to try to come out through their phone to tell me about something that I don't want to hear about because I'm not frustrated. So I'm quick, because if you're with me, see what I'm saying? So why are we talking about this? Is what I'm going to say about these people at the moment going to minister grace to them? If not, I don't want to talk about it, and I don't need to be in the atmosphere of it, because that's not what God wants for me. How about we start living by that? The gratitude of grace. Because you want to know, know where I learned this? Pastoring people. I had somebody come in here. I said it in the morning. They're not here. I had somebody come here. Man, I was quick to want people to make change fast. Because it changed for me fast. I walked in and walked out. I was a guy one minute, came out a new guy. I was like a wild whirlwind. I get this, I'm pastoring people, and I wanted to get them moving quick. And one guy, I waited. And I said, this is so weird. And other people were like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, just leave it alone. I got it. Two, three years later, the guy gets everything right. Everything's flowing. I couldn't, it was wild. It was awesome to watch. And the Lord rebuked me. 
after. He said, you know what your problem is? I said, this should be good. I get a lot of that. You know what your problem is? In my head, I hear it, but I know it's not me. It's like, great, this is going to be a long afternoon. He said, you're not, you're not as patient with people as I want you to be. And you're not as long-suffering either. So I gave him time. And you want to know what? The picture they were in wasn't really good. But guess what? God was okay with it. Why can't you be okay with it? I leave it alone. Everything works out in the end. Then I find out the answer. The dude was so church hurt. It took a couple years before he could get through the layers and get things proper in the order that God wants him to be in. You know what I'm saying? And then I was like, what would have happened if I would have pushed? You probably would have bounced. And then that would have been it. So you better minister grace to some people that maybe you don't think line upon line deserve it. That's what he does with me. So who am I? You know what I'm saying? So we minister in grace to people. The gratitude of grace. That's what I want from you. That whole message on grace got screwed up because they try to make it sloppy mercy. That's not what it is. Grace is the power to change. It is not the power to make screw-ups and have God just forget about them. That's mercy. You screw up, mercy comes in, cleans up your mess, and hopefully you learn from the better to get better. Grace is the empowerment to change your life. Grace is the ability in me allowing me to do what I could not do by myself. It makes you stronger, and it makes you powerful. And the New Testament grace is what? I told you this. How in heaven... New Testament says what? If you hate somebody, it's as good as murder. Old Testament said kill somebody, be killed. What's harder? New Testament's harder. But he gave you the dispensation of grace to do it so you could live the life even though it's harder. It's a power to change, not a power to keep sinning. It's a power to grow and develop. You see what I'm saying? Talking tongues and be dominating the earth. Yeah, I'll do it. All right, do you write that down? Do you see to it? gratitude to grace? So just write that. I'm going to be gracious. How about you start being gracious in the house? Write this down. Five. Oh, good. I got seven minutes. Ready? Grace. Grace. Write this down. Gratitude. Sorry. Gratitude invites generosity into your life. Look at Psalm, Psalm 67, Psalm 67.3. Psalm 67.3, King James is fine. Gratitude, praise, thanksgiving. We just lump them together, whatever one you need. Right? Generosity. Invites generosity. Everybody say invites generosity. What's that mean? You become attractive. Woo! You don't say that? I mean, not like physical. All the girls are like, praise God, did I get better looking? And I'll tell you, a woman with money does look good. You got to laugh, will you? Come on. You guys are too stiff. Come on. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. What's he saying? Praise the Lord. Okay? Look, y'all know this one. Four. Keep going. We're going to go all the way down. Right? Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon the earth. Think about that. Look what he says in verse 5. So the same thing he said in verse 3. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. What happens when your life starts living a life of gratitude, thankfulness, getting rid of it? Look at verse 6. Then, 
the earth shall yield her increase, and God, even our God, shall bless us. When's the earth going? When your attitude's right, you're going to attract generosity. Come on. When you're praising God and thanking God and being gracious to God and be like, hey, God, you know what? When you start thanking God for the little stuff, you're going to start attracting even more stuff. He said, then the earth's going to release what? The increase. Maybe your money's waiting on your mouth. Let all the people praise thee. He tell you what to do. Let all the people praise thee. Let all the people praise the Lord. Then the earth shall release its increase. Maybe your increase is waiting on your praise. That one guy got it. Maybe your increase is waiting on your praise. Think about that. Well, my money getting funny. Put your praise on your money. Put your mouth on your praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let all the people praise the Lord. Let all, he said you twice. He gave you the same. Let all the people praise the Lord. Let all, then. Let all the people praise thee. Let all the people praise thee. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Come on, watch this. You got to get Then. Then what? The earth. You want to you know why the earth's holding it? Because the earth's cursed. It's holding your man. See, this is what people don't get. It's mammon in the earth. You understand that? But you're taking it out of the earth and you're bringing it in the kingdom. You understand know that? That's what you're doing. And then, see, and then you take it, mammon, out of the earth. It's cursed. It's trying to lock it up. But pray. Pray starts shaking it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And the earth starts going, I can't hang on longer. I, see, that earth, see, ah, dominion just showed up. Bless the Lord. Praise the Lord. You start shaking it. Shake. And then you, tell, then you tell that earth, the blessing of Abraham's here. The blessed one's here. Let's go. Let's go. You take it in the kingdom. It becomes kingdom currency. That's why everything that leaves the earth realm and comes into the kingdom now is not bought and sold. It's sowed and reaped. You got that, baby. See that right there? That, the power of seed. Because I asked Doc. I was like, how'd you do it? Power of seed will change your life. I said, whoa, 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 go slow. Say that real slow. Real slow. And then God, God confirmed it in my heart. I said, how in the heaven am I going to go? Because I was limited. Look, I sat where you sat. Come on, guys. I, this ain't no, no sideshow of smoke and mirrors. Wake up. How in the heaven am I going to have the money I want to have and do what I want to do in the kingdom and the earth? And I'm doing it. He said, I'll give you the seed to get the thing because I couldn't understand how to do it. He said, I'll either give you the thing itself or I'll give you the seed to get the thing. And once you see the power of a seed to get the thing you want, your life has no limits. You just broke limitation off your life. You know what that means? You sow it, and it works. You don't even got to be real spiritual. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be mad. You sow it. It's a law. And what happens? You'll reap it in the future. You do it with everything. It's currency. Money, time. Roxanne will tell you. I've had people come in here. The one day I counseled somebody for like, and they're like, why did you counsel us? They, they weren't me. They were like, why were you there for counseling? I said, I said, well, I sow it because I'm going to need it in my future. All your future is, if you don't like today, you could change it by what you sow. All your future is are the seeds you sow today. Whatever I sow today, I'm laying up currency for my future tomorrow. So when you, you're kind to someone, I just sowed kindness into my future. When you give, I just sowed money into my future. You sow time. What's one of the greatest proofs of love? Spending time. 
That's why all you guys don't get it. She wants time. Telling you, man, a woman wants time. She wants your time. That's all she wants. She doesn't even need your words as much because she's already got the answers. She needs your time. She does. She wants your intentional time. I'm telling you, will you listen to me? I could, I could populate the church if you guys pay attention to me. Because it's either, John, you looked over real quick. I mean, like, you either got to bring somebody or create somebody. I told you the rules when you guys came in. You ever notice when people bring visitors? They're like, here's my visitor, pastor. Leave me alone. Fruitful and multiply. Figure it out. Got to do what you got to do. Okay? Are you getting what I'm saying now? Time. Time is one of the proofs of love. Spending time. All right. You got this? That's a good one, right? How many are you going to go home and start praising God? Six. Gratitude. This is a good one. You can play. Gratitude invites you or one to focus on what's most beneficial in the moment. Okay? Gratitude invites one to focus on what's most beneficial in the moment. It takes your, you got to understand this. Gratitude, praise, thanksgiving takes your mind and your focus off of the problems and puts it where it needs to be on God. It's a worship corrector. Gratitude, write this down. Yeah, that's perfect. Gratitude, praise, thanks, worship. They're all, gratitude, thanksgiving, praise are worship correctors. They correct your focus of worship. They take it off this and put it where it needs to be. Worship is a focus corrector. You think God needs worship? I know, somebody's not going to like this. I don't care. You think God really needs you to worship him? He's got angels screaming all day long, heaven screaming all day long. Worship's more for you than it is for God. So I could go what? Oh, my God, look at all this. Thank you, God. It takes my focus off my problem and puts it where it needs to be on God. Correcting your focus is the first step towards correcting unthankfulness. Write that down. That's huge. Correcting your focus is the first step towards correcting unthankfulness. If you're just looking at your problems, what are you going to do? Problems are just going to come out of you. What are you going to do when you correct your focus? Oh, man, God's good. Come on. You like that? Come on. Write this down. This is really good. Give me like two more minutes. Never allow the next pressure in life to rob you of your present focus on God. Okay? I'm going to say it again slow. Never allow the next pressure in life to rob you of your present focus on God. Does that make sense? So here comes a new pressure. Don't let it rob your focus off God. Is that okay? Because they coming. They're coming. They're going to come. Big deal. So they come. You look at them and take them eh, whatever. Remember this in life. It's not what's been done to you that determines your fate, but how you respond to it, that's going to create your destiny. Want to do that again? It's not what's been done to you that determines your fate, but how you respond to it, that's going to be your destiny. Life's not about what happens to you. Everybody's got a bunch of junk happening. It's how you respond to what's happened that determines your destiny. I'm only in control of my response. Have you not figured out you're not in control of everything? Even though God, we're not in control. Stuff happens, man. But guess what? When it happens, you're in control of one thing, how you respond to what happens. That's whether you're going to make it or not. That's your destiny. I can't, I can't, you know, why somebody come home and told you they didn't love you anymore? Because they're stupid. That's why. But... What do you want? How you can exp- how do you talk? How do you explain? St- how do you talk? How do you talk? How do you? How do you how, somebody help me? How do you navigate stupid? 
And then how, why would you let stupid enter into your heart? Some unqualified, I'm going to get a little rough, so hang on. You're letting some unqualified moron speak into your life, and now you're going to hold on to that for the rest of your life and determine whether that's the truth that you're now going to live? Didn't that feel good? Let me do it again. Because if I get in trouble, it's okay. God will correct me. Why in the heaven would you let someone come in and put a value on you that doesn't understand the, the, the price tag of value? You know what I'm saying? You don't want to bring me some real, like, you don't, look, my, my, my friend, this is the truth. My, my buddy's dad had Salvatore Dali paintings, real originals. There, these things were like, they're, they're like insured. I walked by, I said, dude, are those real? There was a whole of them. He's like, yeah, man. I don't know how much those things were worth, but they're worth money. You would not want me to put the price tag on that thing. I don't know what the heck I'm looking at. So you think they're going to bring them in and go, hey, why don't you appraise these? They'll be like, no, dude, we're going to go get somebody that knows what the heck they're looking at to tell me how much this is worth. Why did you let someone with no appraisal value of how much you're worth put a value on you? That'll preach right there. That'll preach right there. Somebody tell you who you are. Your mama told you. Your daddy told you. Your mother and father weren't. I love my parents. They spoke good days. But some of your parents, they were not qualified to say Jack. Know who I was. Don't know who you are. Well, my mama told me this. Your mom's a dipstick. I said it. Tell her, write me a letter. I don't read the hate mail anyway. I said it rough, but I'm telling you why. I shake stuff off. I got people who show up in my office 50, 60 years old, hanging on to something they were told when they were 14 for somebody unqualified to speak into their life. This ain't a game. I'm not playing the game. I'm being serious. I said it, and I'm not taking it back. They didn't know what they were doing. Most of the time, most people tell you the image of what they see in their own inward reflection. They're not really talking about you. It's what they see themselves to be, and they're trying to put it on you because everybody's internal picture. Now, let me teach you something here. This is biblical. Everyone's internal picture of themselves is looking for validation in the earth. So people will push you to call you things you never wanted to call them. I'm telling you it's the truth. You see what I'm saying? That's why when you put them in, during, the, during, the, during, the, during the mess and you put them in a penthouse, they can't stay. They go back to chaos because chaos is in them. You cannot change their environment to you and change their internal image. Once their internal image changes, you could change the environment. But if you think the environment is going to change the internal image, you're crazy. And I got news for you. I put them in a penthouse. They ain't staying. They'll find their way out. So people look in their internal reflection and then try to find it validated in the earth. That's why you hang out with ding-dongs. Because you see yourself like a ding-dong. Because I need to validate how I feel. Bury it. Bury how you feel. Forget about how you feel. Your feelings ain't real. And you grab that word and you hold on. And let it produce the image of who you are. And then find somebody who tells you who you are. Because you don't know. You never discover it on your own. Because all the noise in my head sounds like me, remember? Somebody tell me who I am. And then once you find that voice, you grab. And you hold on. It'll take you to destiny. And you run with it. And say, well, I don't care. Say Pastor Chris said. I'm the loudest voice most of you got in your head anyway. Might as well run with it. Yeah. 
Muscle will come on. Look, I ain't backing down from the job. I could care less. I'm done. Days of play. Look, you want to know why? I qualified in the earth. I know the day I qualified in the earth. Because you, it's, it's, you want to know how you do it? You want to know how you do it? You got you to have a level of submission in your life for a moment where no one listens to you. And you just become the listener. Everybody wants power. Nobody knows even know how to walk in it. You don't want it when you realize how much it costs. And that ain't no playing games. I'm scared of God. He's crippling on the internal structure of man. He scares me. In a holy fear. Because he's strong. You're dealing with people, man. This stuff right here starts changing the internal structure of what God can do in your life. Because he wants to pour all this in. But the heart that's not receptive to it becomes... It's harder for him to produce in your life what he wants to produce in your life when, you're, when you have that apprehension. So lose the apprehension and trust him. But here's the thing. Getting back to that other thing, don't let somebody value you that doesn't even know anything about you. Don't let a moment of time mark your history of your forever. Lose that junk. Why? Because remember this, you're either going to become a master of your attitudes or you're going to become a victim of your circumstances. This is so good. Write this down. I'm going to leave you alone. I'll give you seven, seven simple. Gratitude is the attitude of choice long before you know the outcome of your circumstances. You better sit on that one. Gratitude is the attitude of choice long before I know the outcome of my circumstances. That means as soon as I go in, I'm grateful. I don't care. And I'm in the middle of this battle. Don't make a difference. I'll tell you what the attitude I'm going to have is gratitude. Long before I see the outcome of my circumstance, I'm staying grateful. Did you get that? You know what that means? I'm grateful, bro. Ain't going to move me. Ain't going to shift me. Ain't going to change me. I'm staying in that attitude. Amen? Last one, I added this one. I liked it. I got news for you, right? Seven. I don't usually give you seven of these. but Gratitude is a fragrance of attraction. And that's true. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's a fragrance. It really is. It's a frag. It's like a it's like a it's like an aroma that people can't really tell what it is, but they just want to be around it, ain't it? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? When you you ever been around somebody just grateful, thankful, praise filled, got a great attitude? Don't you feel? Don't you want to be around them? Come on, right? What you gonna what you gonna be like when life when you start shifting the mentality? You see how God comes in here? He loves you. Because God loves you. Did you pull that in? Attitude, gratitude. No, we got all these cliches. Attitude, gratitude helps your altitude and all that. Yeah, that's cute, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, though, man. Am I, am I developing these God-like characteristics? Because guess what? This ain't just about this, you know, Thanksgiving thing. This is about the Spirit of God cultivating thankfulness, cultivating gratitude, cultivating praise. Cultivating of giving of thanks. Amen? 
when you leave here today, what are you going to do? Now you got to start working on these things. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. You did good. Did you pull it in? Right? Little minor adjustments we got to make. That's all. That's all life is, man. Little minor adjustments. You make little minor adjustments. Make little minor adjustments, and you start changing your life. You feel the presence of God? I think some of you got a little messed up before with the image thing. It's okay, though. I sit here and talk to you about that all day long. It's true. But I'll tell you right now, don't let nobody put no value on you that does not qualify. Don't do it. You know, words are, words are tough, man. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to start. How about this, too? Why don't we start being gracious? Woo! I'm going to start being gracious. Gracious. You know what that means? I'm going to talk you up bigger than you responding right now. Woo, I like it. Don't you? Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Say this with me out loud because I felt this even in the morning. Just ask God this. Just say, God, Father, even though I'm going to be gracious, even though I'm going to be thankful, even though I'm going to walk with gratitude of heart, even though I'm going to praise you, even though the circumstances of my life, I am going to be what you call me to be in every season of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And if you'll just keep your heads down and your eyes closed. But put your hands down for a minute. But just keep your eyes closed all over this building. You know, when Pastor Chris said that, maybe you've been in this place where maybe someone's spoken words over you. Yeah. Said things to you. Come on. That made you question how much you're worth. Come on. But I want to tell you this morning Jesus. that Jesus loved you so much and thought you were worth so much that he gave his life for you mm. willingly. Thank you, Jesus. He gave his life yes, because Lord. you were worth it to him. Hallelujah, Jesus. And maybe some of you in this room right now, maybe you're watching online or you're in this room, and maybe you say, I've never asked him to come into my life. Thank you. But right now is that opportunity. Right now is that moment. Yes, Lord. See, in one moment, he can come in and replace that pain with peace. He can come in and replace yes. that hurt with joy. He can come in. It's an exchange. He, can, he gave his life for yours, and he can Thank come you. into your life right now and bring a place Thank of you, peace and love and joy and comfort that no one else could do. And if that's you right now and you say, I've never asked him into my heart, but I want to, I would invite you, all the eyes are, nobody's looking around right now. Just lift your hand right Thank now and you. say, that's me this morning. I want to ask him into my life this Thank morning. You, I want to replace this with love. I want that love. I want that forgiveness. I want that in Thank my you, life Jesus. right now. If that's you, just lift your hand to heaven as high as you can. And I want you, you can put your hands down. And, and if you're watching online, there's no distance in the spirit. Praise the Lord. And I want all of us to repeat. Hey, just lift, your, hand, just lift, lift your hands to heaven in here for a minute. If you're just going through. Those words are being broken off of some of you right now. I can see it on some of you. Watch the power of God. Everybody just be real still. Watch the power of God. Breaking off of you right now. There's some of you, it's so strong. Just yield to it. I can see it like, boom. It's going to come, it's going to break right off you. Sometimes you need the anointing to break the yoke. You need the anointing to break the yokes. Right now, just press right in. There it goes. It'll lift right off you right there. 
I'm telling you, some of you, I could see it. I'll call it out a little bit. Right there. There it is. Now just breathe it in. Just breathe it in. It's God's presence. Break off of them right now. It's going to go in your hand. You can feel it. Some of you can feel it. It's like in your right hand. It's okay. Bam. Now how's it hit you? It's okay. Just take all of it. Just take all of it. Just take all of it. If it makes you fall over, fall in a chair. It's going to be fine. Boom. There it is. Boom. There it is. There it is. There it is right there. Just take all of it. Just take all of it. There you go. Yeah, some of you can see it. Ash, it's all over you. Just take all of it. Carrie, just take all of it. Bam, there it is. Look. Deborah, it's all over you. Bam. It's just the power of God. There you go. It comes in waves. Just take it. Burdens are being removed. Yeah, right there. Burdens are being removed. Yokes are being destroyed right now. Go. All those mind assignments in the enemy are being broken. Now. Oh, there it is. There it is right there. You don't need to look around. It's okay. It was some of you, whatever. I, I, just, I just don't want you to break the moment. There it is right there. You can see it. Hey, Mr. Williams, go over there. Right over here, sir. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It does like that. Man. There you go. Boom. Lay back in it. Bam. Bam. Just Sometimes you got to sit down in the presence of God. Boom. Okay, real quick, real simple. That's right there. You see it? You see it? You see it? You better come over here. Stay right there, Sean. Boom. Yeah, just breathe it all in. It's right there. One, two, three, bam. It's like weight. See, the Holy, oh, the Holy Spirit stuff's like weight. He drops weight. Just does that. Just take all of it. Boom. 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 Why you do it like that? I don't know. Who cares why I do it like that? Just get it. Just get all of it. Yeah, Jody, I, I was, it's going to hit you. Right there, Jody. Yeah, just go there. 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 Mom, there's healing power flowing in your body. Genesis, mom. There's healing power flowing in her body. Hey, Dave, go over there. I don't know what's going on, but just go stand next to her. You know Genesis, mom, right there, lady with the silver hair. Bam. Watch the power of God. Boom. Watch it work. Jody, just take all of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go. Watch Yeah, just stay there. Mom, watch this. Catch it. Boom. There it is right there. Healing power is hitting your body right now. Bam. How do I know? And God's doing, hey, God's doing something new, bro. It's a brand new season. God's doing a brand new season, man. You trust, trust what I'm saying here. He's going to do a brand new season. Just, you know what to do. Do it. <laughs> Mom. Boom. Just take all of it. Just take all of it. Sometimes you need to help people. There it is. Jesus. 
Yeah, man, help people, man. That's what God's all about. Why you, why? Ha, 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 right here. Stay right here. Hey, hey, come on. <laughs> Don't believe that. Don't believe that. You better get her. Don't believe that. Don't stop it. <laughs> Jesus. He's cool, ain't he? God's cool, ain't he? It's all normal. It's like, you know, just comes in and does his thing. The crazy part, we get in, you don't want to get in the way of it. I don't know. These are answers to your prayers. I like this guy. I'm going to pray for you because I like you. Yeah, just sit down on it. I like you. God's doing something in your back. God's doing something in your back. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but you do. Boom. Jesus. <laughs> Ashley, ready? Lift your hands to heaven. Just take all of it. Pow. It's like weighty. Boom. It's like in your spirit. Oh, look at that. You can see it. Yeah. Just all of it. Don't believe, don't believe the enemy. He's a liar. Don't believe all those lies. They're lies. They're lies. Give me your hand. They're lies. Don't believe them. Don't believe them. Don't believe them. No more fear. You're not going to worry about nothing. Maybe you Mr. Bob. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, lift your hands to heaven. Just thank him. He's good, huh? But don't worry about it. Don't think about nothing. People need, people need ministry sometimes, you know? Where are you going? Today's their day. I don't know. Answers to prayers. You know? Praise the Lord. God answer prayers. Let them answer prayers. Jesus. Slip your hands to heaven. Just thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for being, being who you are and what you do. Jesus. You know, sometimes the presence of God just comes in to meet the needs of people. So just thank him. The more you acknowledge what the more you acknowledge his presence, the more he shows up. The more the more you pull on the word, the more he shows up. The more you do your side. He does his side. Amen. Amen. So if you need Jesus, if you're not born again, you need Jesus. You need to receive him right now. You don't know you're going to heaven. You receive him right now.